Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, the latest on the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Could KD reunite with James Harden to create one of the most lethal lineups in NBA history? Bobby Marks lays out a potential trade. Plus, will Steph, Jokic, or Giannis capture a third NBA MVP? Or will Luca or Joel Embiid take home the hardware? We continue our ESPN Summer Forecast projections. And we have a very special guest coming up. It's going to be awesome. The Miz joins NBA Today to talk about his Cleveland fandom and WrestleMania. NBA Today starts now. I'm Ramona Shelburne in for Malika Andrews. And yesterday's show was good. But after watching the tape, I thought we needed some more defense and shooting. So I got Matt Barnes to come here <laughs> and sit in the studio with us today, along with NBA reporter Tim Bonteps and our front office insider Bobby Marks. And we lead today with yet another potential destination for disgruntled Brooklyn Nets superstar Kevin Durant. SNNY's Ian Bagley, former colleague, reported that the 76ers and KD have mutual interests. And from what I've been told, the Sixers did have conversations with the Nets a few weeks ago. Now, that's not surprising the Sixers would have those initial conversations. Every team in the league had those conversations. What is noticeable, notable is the idea that Durant has interest in Philadelphia and a reunion with James Harden. The former teammates looked pretty friendly this past weekend in London. We saw them backstage at a Travis Scott concert. And from what I'm told, the two former teammates are back on good terms now, despite Harden forcing his way out of Brooklyn just six months ago. If anything, this was Harden's way of smoothing things over. So Matt, how surprising would a reunion be? Is Travis Scott going to come to Philly with KD? I was going to say, Travis Scott was fired I mean, he up had there. The most I'd, energy on I would like to, I'd like to have that much energy <laughs> right. in my life. Be uh, it would be interesting. You know what I mean? We don't really know what happened, why James, I mean, yeah. we hear things, but why James left and wanted to go to Philly. But um, to me, if I'm Kevin Durant, obviously this Brooklyn thing is getting worse by the day, by the hour. Um, but if I'm him, I want to go play wherever I know my other stars are going to want to play every single night, that they're physically able to play and that they want to play every single night. If I'm Kevin Durant, that's where I'd want to go. And if you think about it, if they can make that happen, Harden and beating KD, it's hard-pressed to name another big three better than that in the NBA. So it'll be interesting to see if it happens. Um, probably Maxi would have to leave in a situation like that, who everyone in the whole league is really high on. But had a chance to, uh, to get Kevin Durant, and I'm sure that they're in a win-now situation with Embiid. Um, I think it'd be a great move. You know what's fun? I can think of another three group of three that might be as good. James, it would be Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, but we saw that. No. So then it could be Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. Didn't get which a chance. he still has. Didn't get a chance. <laughs> I mean, when you do the history of it, it's a great big three. But that Joel Embiid, I, I, I'm with you. I think that tips the scale. What, now, Durant may like the idea of playing in Philly, but I like the idea of being taller. I mean, it's it's harder to make that happen. <laughs> About as likely to happen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Except if I sing that song 20 times. Esquilo. <laughs> uh, Bobby, how would you – can you fire up the trade machine? Like, how would this actually work? We have the trade machine today, right? Oh. Talk about it. Expert. Little mid-August trade machine. So when you look at certainly with Philadelphia and certainly Brooklyn here <laughs> – it's going to be a challenge, right? Certainly we're talking about Kevin Durant here when we look at it from Brooklyn's perspective. 
But when you're looking at it from Philadelphia, basically the only player from the salary standpoint is a player like Tobias Harris. So when you look at Harris and certainly players like, as Matt said, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, you're limited as far as what you're going to be able to trade out. You're not going to trade out, you know, certainly James Harden can't be traded until December. You're not going to trade Joel Embiid here. Remember, they've already traded Brooklyn two first round picks. 2023 and 2027. They owe Oklahoma City a first in 2025. (laughs) So when you look at it, only the first that they can trade out is 2029. And if you're the Nets perspective, you have their picks already. So why are you going to make this team a lot better so when maybe that pick turns into the early 20s, now it's going to be the 28th or 29th pick in the draft. So the pieces are there, certainly when you look at Harris and Maxey and and Thibault for Durant. But from a draft pick perspective, it doesn't make sense. If you're going to trade uh, uh, Kevin Durant to a team in your conference, You want Jalen Brown back, right? That's a guy that you want back in a deal and you want draft picks. This for me, uh, doesn't make sense at all. Now, and that's the thing. Like, for as much as Kevin Durant might want to do something, at the end of the day, he signed a four-year right. extension one year ago right. that started two weeks ago, right? That's the problem that Kevin Durant has. Like, mm-hmm. when you just look at this right now, it's about what can the Nets get, not what does Kevin Durant want. And what I don't, I, like, obviously, that looked like a great time in London. We sure love <laughs> hanging out with James. And I'll remind Kevin that back in, back in December, when Kevin Durant and James Harden were playing together, the Brooklyn Nets had the best record in the Eastern Conference. Mm. They looked like a championship-caliber team. And then what happened? He decided he wanted Kyrie Irving back on the court. Everything went to hell. And then we saw what happened with James Harden a couple months later. So maybe Kevin Durant should have had this thought six, eight months ago. Maybe things would have went differently. But this Philly idea... It's just not feasible. So, so generally speaking, when you lay all that out and you say, unlikely it's going to be hard for it to happen, um, I hear unlikely going to be hard for it to happen, but Sixers fans say, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, saying there's no chance. Well, my- what is the hypothetical trio of Durant, Harden, and Embiid? Would that be the best in the NBA? Oh, I would think so. Yeah, yeah hypothetically. Well, I think we can take out the hypothetically yeah, part. It right. would be the best year on the NBA. Right. It's also just not going to happen. But my whole so. question is, I mean, there's been so much back and forth on what players want, what management want, where the owner is standing. When it's all said and done, it looks like this is gonna, those guys are all going to be in Brooklyn. I want to know how the hell they're going to make all that work. They're going to have to try. They don't have much of a choice. One big intervention. <laughs> That's what it's going to have to happen. Well, as we saw yesterday, Kyrie Irving is about peace, love, and acceptance. So just have a meeting. Just have it all come together. Kumbaya. As, make it work. As long as he adds playing to that, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, look, on, on some level, though, we get to the point where does a contract mean anything? And you can't just change teams like it's an AAU ball, like it's a, you're changing high schools. And if you sign a contract and you don't give yourself leverage with a player option or with, with, with other ways of, of shortening the deal, you have to honor the contract or you don't get paid. And, I, and we're right back in that place with Brooklyn where they were before. And, and I, I, I don't know how we end up here in a, another month because there's another month before they have to actually step on the court together. But it's going to take some doing. Um, I, yesterday, from what I was told, there was that conversation with Joe Sy and Kevin Durant in London. It was about a lot of things. It was about Steve Nash. It was about Sean Marks. It was about everything that he had grievances about. But, it, but also, it was the, the seminal discussion was Kevin Durant has four years left in, on this deal. He wants to win a championship. He's 34 years old. He's going to be 34 years old. Where's the best place for him to win a championship? Right now, the Brooklyn Nets still look pretty good. I say, call me crazy, but 
a, a dedicated and, 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 and Kyrie Irving who wants to prove himself again because obviously he'll be up next summer. And then a hell, I think people forget how good Ben. You can say Ben Simmons yeah. is really good. Ben Simmons is a really good and a pass-first guy that wants to play defense. Like if I'm Kevin Durant and Kyrie, I'm like, all he wants to do is pass him at all. Then he's going to lock up on the mm -hmm. other end. Like, I want to see what that's like. Plus a healthy Joe Harris. You saw they added O'Neal. Um, I want to see what this Nets team can do because we haven't really seen it full force yet. There's also a question of what the Sixers team can do. Because they added James Harden midway through their – actually, three, two quarters, three, right. three quarters through the year. Um, how good is this team when they have a full year to play together and DeAnthony Melton and some of the other moves they've made around the corner, around the fringes? Well, I mean, I, we talked about it yesterday. I had them as a team that can certainly be talked about in the, as a conference finalist here. When you added <clears throat> P.J. Tucker and Daniel House, you get a full year of uh, Tyrese Maxey, mm -hmm. another year of development here. Um, as I said, James Harden, I see as a top three MVP candidate. He's saying I saying that again. Oh, man. Those, those uh, social media blew up yesterday. How are your mentions? <laughs> oh, I don't read them. <laughs> <laughs> My wife does that. Um, but I see this team, even if, you know, certainly if they ever did do a Durant trade, this team I think could be one of these teams that are going to be standing when, when it, you know, we're all said and done here. Well, look, Tim, Tim when, was covering the Sixers in the finals, uh, sorry, in the playoffs last year. Yep. And I thought Tobias Harris played some of his bas best basketball no in those playoffs. He had the best two months of his career. I thought for the final month of the regular season that month in the playoffs he did everything they needed him to do from filling in all the gaps playing defense hitting spot-up shots he looked like he finally got comfortable being in Philadelphia and around these guys and I think to me going forward I think this team's got a chance to be really good you know PJ Tucker is a guy that fills all the holes they needed you mentioned DeAnthony Melton he gives them athleticism and defense on the perimeter that's all the stuff that they needed we know when Daryl Morey traded for James Harden last summer or last season you knew this was going to be a work in progress. They were going to go into the summer and put this team together, add some pieces around him. They've done that. Now we'll see if James Harden can come back after a summer where he's been really dedicated to working out, getting his body back in shape. Can he be the guy that he was at the beginning of his tenure in Brooklyn when he looked like a top three MVP guy, as opposed to the guy that's been since then, which is a top 15 to 30 guy? If he's the latter, they're going to be a decent team. If he's the former, they got a chance to be a championship. Well, there's two guys in particular, since we're talking about these two teams, that I really want to say, see play this year. And it's one, it, it's a rededicated Harden, like you just mentioned, and then a Kyrie Irving. As basketball players, you never want to have the, the outside noise be louder than the noise you're making on the court. And I think both these guys realized last year the outside noise was a little bit louder than what they did on the court. Both these guys have recommitted themselves to proving that, hey, I still am a so-and-so in this league. Both very talented players still. So I'm interested to see where both of these guys are at because I think a dedicated Harden and an in-shape Harden, a motivated Harden, and on the same trip, that, that in Kyrie is scary for the rest of the NBA. All right, we have breaking news on NBA today. The NBA and the NBPA announced today that they will honor the life and legacy of 11-time NBA champion and civil rights pioneer Bill Russell by permanently retiring his uniform number six throughout the league. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver released this statement. Bill Russell's unparalleled success on the court and in pioneering civil rights activism deserve to be honored in a unique and historic way. Permanently retiring his number six across every NBA team ensures that Bill's transcendent career will always be recognized. Okay, Matt, let's start with you. What's your initial reaction to the NBA doing this? Great, great. I mean, he's a pioneer, you know, his what he did on the court speaks for itself, but also what he did off the court for the movement of black players in particular and just mm -hmm. the black movement overall. So I think this is a great move, similar as we spoke off camera, similar to a Jackie Robinson-ish move. for the Whose NBA. number is retired in right. Major League Baseball. So uh, I love the move. Yeah, I think it only makes sense, right? We, we've talked for the past couple weeks since Bill passed away about his impact on the sport. You mentioned all the work he did in civil rights and standing up for, you know, advancing. Uh, 
all of America in a lot of different ways. And you see here on the board here, we've got the various players around the league who are wearing number six, obviously most notably LeBron James. And if you go back to, as you mentioned, yeah. Matt, with Jackie Robinson in baseball, you know, Mariano Rivera wore the number 42 until the mid-2010s mm -hmm. when he retired. So I expect that there will be a similar thing here with the NBA where guys will be able to wear that number until yeah. they retire. And so then these, after that. These players are going to be grandfathered in. They'll be able to wear this number as long as they want. But after these players who currently wear number six, the, there will be no other player who wins. And that's, and that's really how it should be, like Matt said. I mean, Bill Russell is, you know, in many ways, you could argue the most important player in the history of the league for what he did in getting the league off the ground. And, you know, it's very well-deserving honor. And I think the next step is to do what Major League Baseball does. We do a Jackie Robinson Absolutely. Day where everybody wears the number 42. I'd love to see a Bill Russell Day, and every, every team that's playing that day is wearing, uh, is wearing that number six there. It'd be very cool. It'd be very cool if they did that. All right, still to come on this jam-packed show, our experts pick their MVP for next season. Could Steph, Jokic, or Giannis join Elite Company? Don't miss it. Plus, could Paolo Banchero be the first number one overall pick to win Rookie of the Year since 2016? We make our early picks for the award. Also, coming off a disappointing season, could the Lakers be shaking things up? The latest on LeBron's potential extension? NBA Today will be back after this. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. The Lakers and LeBron dropped an announcement yesterday, but it wasn't the one we've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers joined TikTok and LeBron busted out his best dad moves to celebrate. <laughs> We're still waiting for the Lakers and the, yeah, I should just, those are, that's more than dad moves. That I was think. their first TikTok they dropped? He's a good sport. That was nice of him. That, that's going to definitely create some engagement. Would your boys approve of that, Matt? <laughs> They've been trying to get me to do TikToks and, and, and I don't know if I'm going that direction. <laughs> You're I definitely LeBron, on their LeBron TikTok. Can get, yeah, LeBron can get away with that. They would be all over me for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was more Richard Jefferson than, than I think something that LeBron put on his own TikTok. We're still waiting for Le the Lakers and LeBron, though, to have some news and reach an agreement on, the extent, on an extension that he's eligible for. They've had a week to negotiate, and people are waiting. Tim, but it is mid-August. What, what do you think is the holdup here? I think the holdup here is that for LeBron James, it only makes sense to wait, right? If you look at the situation the Lakers are in, we've talked ad nauseum about it. They don't have enough salary cap space to go out and fill in the roster around him and Anthony Davis. And the one way they have to do that is for LeBron to wait till next summer, opt out of his contract, and like James Harden this summer with Philly, take a little bit less money, Ooh. 
and allow them to fill in around him and Anthony Davis on this roster. If he signs a max extension this summer, the Lakers are stuck in the exact same situation they are now, and they are in the same. They are going to be in that situation going forward because they have no other contracts on the roster to trade. They have no other way to create salary to go get other players on the roster. So to me, if I'm LeBron and the Lakers and I'm working together for the best path forward, that to me is the only best path forward is to wait until next summer, opt out, give the Lakers the flexibility to add around him, and then fill in a number later on, just exactly like what the Sixers did to allow them to get to P.J. Tucker and Daniel House this summer. Are they saving cap space for next summer, though? Yeah, I mean, the Russell Westbrook number will come off eventually here, right? So when you look at how the roster is constructed with Anthony Davis and Talon Horton Tucker, they'll have a cap hold for LeBron James as far as around $47 million. They'll be right around $20 million in, in cap space, right? So you're not quite there yet. So you would to be able to go out and get a marquee free agent, you're going to basically have to either move Talon Horton Tucker or potentially have him take less. Not considerably less, but maybe a $10 million haircut and as you can see like this free agent class is low. That's a class. Like when you look at Charlotte, we don't know what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn here but when you look at Draymond Green and James Harden, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Middleton, like if none of those players sign extensions this off this offseason leading into the season, like you could be looking at the Lakers potentially in a, in a position to go out and get one of those guys. And I think Draymond, Matt, as you can see there, he's the most interesting name there who's yep. also extension eligible yep. in Golden State. He's also yep. a clutch guy. Don't forget yeah, I mean, it's I've, I've been someone that, that knows the importance of Draymond to that organization, and uh, it's not always the numbers, and we've discussed all that, but him finding a way to get to L.A. to play with LeBron would be very interesting. But like you said, we discussed in the break, you know, LeBron has always been a guy that wanted that max. Will he take a step back knowing that he's a, bil a billionaire athlete now and how I want to finish my career, I'm sure is very important to him. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to take a step back to give the, uh, the Lakers more flexibility. There, there's, that's a team-friendly way to look at it, take a step back to give them more flexibility. But also, if he, if he waits on this extension, he keeps, his own, he keeps his own leverage. And he loves that. He's the best at that. Didn't have it last year. Mm -mm. No, and if he extends, he won't have it. This, it will be in the same situation Kevin Durant is in, frankly, right? I mean, look at where Kevin's at. If he hadn't extended last summer, mm -hmm. this whole thing would have played out so much differently, right? He would have had the ability to choose where he wanted yep. to go this summer. Obviously, he didn't have that choice because he extended. Yeah, I mean, even if they would go out and get a Kyrie Irving in a, in a trade here, I don't even think it would make sense to extend right off just based off doing that because what happens if you lose Irving for nothing? Now you're basically in that situation where you have limited cap space and now you can't he can't decrease his salary to go out and get one of those players that that we, we talked about here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, when I look at this, it, it makes all the sense in the world for him to wait and for the organization to wait, not because I think LeBron would go anywhere, but because it gives him optionality and it gives the franchise optionality, which is another reason why in any potential conversation about a Russell Westbrook trade, you always have to point out Yes, but he has an expiring contract. And if they take back any money in that deal, it, it goes into next summer, it, it cuts into the cap space that they've been very carefully cultivating for the last couple of years. I mean, I think despite everything we're talking about right now, I think me and everyone here want to see a healthy Anthony Davis and to really see what this team can do because I really think that is going to be the key with them moving forward. 
Um, and then to me also LeBron figuring out because normally when you play with a superstar like LeBron you're going to have to sacrifice mm -hmm. but I think with someone like LeBron and he showed us last year that his, abil uh, his ability to score from the block his ability to score from the pinch post his ability to score as a screener and a roller has kind of really opened up things and him taking a, a small step back to allow Russell to take a step forward I think will be key for this team to move forward so if they are going to have this core group moving forward in L.A. this year, to me, that's going to be the key to success. AD's ability to be on the court and then LeBron's ability to take a small step back and use his versatility to allow Russ Westbrook to be the best Russ he can be for this team. All right, well, coming up on NBA Today, we dive into who our experts think should be next season's MVP. Could it be Luka or Embiid's year? Plus, Kendrick Perkins goes through a little rookie story time. <laughs> and which new quarter will win Rookie of the Year? Bobby is back for another bold prediction. Also, arguably the biggest Cavs fan in the world joins the show. The Miz joins NBA Today live, and we talk WrestleMania and LeBron's potential return. NBA Today rolls on. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Originally from Greece, Giannis Joel When you look at who's dominating the league, really are big men. Joel Embiid with a As long as the big man wins, we're gonna be fine. ESPN.com continues their rollout of the summer forecast for next year, and today's focus was on regular season awards. Our panel of ESPN insiders, including both Bobby Marks and Tim Bontemps, who are here with you now, predicted next season's Defensive Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, and everything in between. But let's get to the award that means the most, MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo leads the way barely, just ahead of Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic. Joel's going to love being just behind again in an MVP poll. He well, really likes he's that. He's second there. Oh, sort of. Tied for second. Yeah, just tied for behind. second. He loves that. If he gets three seconds, do they add up to a first? No. <laughs> then there's a wide gap before the reigning finals MVP in Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard. John Morant was the only other player to receive a first place vote. Matt, let's start with you. Did you notice that you did not contribute to this poll? Did they get it right? Uh, it's close. I mean, Joker's not up there. They're, they're, every year there's a handful of guys I feel like they can just get the award, and for some reason mm -hmm. or not, it doesn't. I mean, Giannis, Steph, Joker. I'm still looking for Embiid to get his uh, his first MVP because I he definitely think the last two years <laughs> certainly is. he was right there. I'm going to take a step back and go with the youth. 
and I'm going to go with Luca. Uh, you know, Luca to me has continued to improve every year. He's gotten his team a little bit further each year. And, and to me, the deciding factor is that he's coming in shape like we've never seen Luca. You know, we saw him in the, in the, in the summertime a little bit. He's coming in, in in great shape. His numbers are 28, 9, and 9. He'll be 24 in February. And a few other notable guys that are just okay, I guess you say, that won their first MVP at 24. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So this could be, to me, Luka's year to finally, I know he's been favored the past couple years, but I think this can be the year for Luka because he's locked in uh, mind, body, and soul, and uh, that's going to be trouble for the rest of the league. Luka certainly has the ability to win MVP. I think the problem is going to be, his I don't know team. if his team is this going to This is a Luka workout out. video. Right. I'm enjoying this. This is like slow, it's not slow motion. That's and I hesitated exactly. on that, Tim. I mean, that's a great point. Will his team be there to put him in a position <laughs> yeah. to win it? I just think after losing Jalen Brunson, it's going to be hard for them. And that's why I think the two guys that I'm looking for this year at MVP, one is Joel Embiid. He's clearly, to your point, going to have the sympathetic vote after being second the past years Nikola Jokic, being right there to win. He's due to win one. And certainly if the Sixers take a jump forward, which I think they can, his team will be good enough, and he'll be good enough, where if he's healthy, he's going to be right there. But the other guy I'm looking at is Jason Tatum, mm. the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics could win 60 games this year. I think they're going to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And if they are, you look historically, the best player on the best team tends to be right there in the MVP conversation. Jason Tatum has taken a step forward every year. If he does that and the Celtics win 60 games, there's no question he's going to be in the mix for that. I think you're going to get a little pushback from people, but I 100% agree with Tatum because of the way he played up and down in the playoffs and particularly the finals. But what I've been telling everyone is he's going to learn so much from that experience and that run last year having to be on the biggest stage and being that guy and the ups and downs he had. I think he's going to make him that much better this year. So I completely agree with the Tatum call. Can I have a redo? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I picked Giannis. Yeah. As far as the MVP, just because I don't think we have that voter fatigue right now because we had Jokic the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm going to say Jason Tatum, mm. like what Tim said. I'd look at durability. He's only missed 14 games since he came into the league. Certainly how he's played at an all-NBA level. And then from the team standpoint, that's going to be a team that we're probably talking about yep. when we get to an NBA Finals who could potentially win 60 games here. And I think when you equate all that, um, Tatum, I think we should be considered more. I think we had him at 7th or 8th on that list of, of MVP. Um, the durability thing, is, is for me, is, is a big factor. That's why Kawhi is a little bit concerning because I don't know how many games he's going to play. Is he going to play back-to-back games? Can he play 65-plus games? So, so I'm going to take Tatum. I'm sorry, Milwaukee fans. I'm going to take Giannis <laughs> off the board for right now, but that's why it's the offseason we can have duo. And I do think if the Sixers are good and they're in the top three in the East, if Joel's healthy, Joel's going to get a ton of votes because people think he deserves one, and he's obviously some come, come so close the past couple of years. Agreed. There's no, there's no joker up there? Like, Jokic just won two in a row and he's not in the top five? When's the last time somebody won three MVPs in a row? I, I can't, you, you, that was more Larry of a Bird in the mid-80s. There you go. Like, yeah, you, it's not, you asked the question I knew. It's not, it's yeah. not, it doesn't happen very often for a reason. I think to me, the, the Nuggets would have to win 60, 65 games. They'd have to be the number one seed in the West. They'd have to go well above and beyond, I think. Well, that was the argument last year, is that can you win an MVP when your team didn't have necessarily a better year than they had the year before? The thing about last year, though, is that it was a weird year in that the Suns sort of had an ensemble cast, and all the other teams were sort of, in the middle, like that, nobody really stood out record-wise except for Phoenix. And you could pick Devin Booker, you could pick Chris Paul. There wasn't a clear-cut candidate on that team. I think if you look at whether it's the Celtics or the Sixers or the Bucks, these teams this year are going to have a clear-cut guy to pick from. Well, I, I think I think there is voter fatigue when yeah. it's Jokic. I mean, it's it's clear, yeah. right? I mean, come on, he's going to have a better team this year with Porter and Jamal Murray back. 
Um, I'm interested to see what happens if he has better numbers. Mm. Like, what happens yeah. if he's playing at a what, – what happens if he puts up a triple-double? Do we just not – do we just discount him because we've given him back-to-back? But I think to your point, he's going to have to do something like that. He's, they're going to have to win 60-plus games. He's going to have to have a triple-double. He's going to have to do something truly extraordinary to overcome that voter fatigue because people are going to want to give Joel Embiid an MVP. They're going to want to give somebody like Jason Tatum an MVP. Like, you just don't see guys win three in a row. Like, it, it takes a lot. Is normal greatness – won't be enough this year. It's going to mean, be like, extraordinarily great. Yep. I feel like that's what we say about LeBron every year, who is also not on that list. Oh, and I forgot to put LeBron on that list where any given year he can be my bad, Ron. But, yeah, wow. he's in that mix. LeBron's too. team is also, like Luka, not right. good enough to put him in that mix. Well, I, I mean, I, the, the other thing for the Lakers is if they're going to do better than what they're predicted to do, it's going to be on Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is the, the guy who's been in and out of the lineup mostly with injuries. LeBron has to some extent as well. But when LeBron's healthy, he should be a top five MVP candidate every single year, even at his advanced age. I agree. And I think back when I played to the years, the runs that Kobe had, where his numbers were insane and for mm-hmm. some reason or not, you know, you see Steve Nash sneak a couple MVPs here and there. So it's just like there's guys that are constantly going to be at the top and any you can hand it to them literally any given year, but for some reason or not, it doesn't work out that well, way. Well, look, the last couple of years, Giannis has been as good as ever and he's right. sort of been an afterthought in the race, right? right? Like there's a lot of guys who are deserving mm-hmm. of winning the award. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Breaking news on NBA today. The NBA and the National Basketball Players Association announced at the top of the hour that they will honor the life and legacy of 11-time NBA champion and civil rights pioneer Bill Russell by permanently retiring his uniform number six throughout the league. Russell's jersey number, which he wore for his entire 13-season career from 1956 to 69, will not be issued again by any NBA team, making him the first player to have his number retired across the NBA. This is from NBA Executive Director Tamika Tremaglio. This is a momentous honor reserved for one of the greatest champions to ever play the game. Bill's actions on and off the court through the course of his life helped to shape generations of players for the better, and for that, we are forever grateful. We are proud to continue the celebration of his life and legacy alongside the league. In addition to retiring Russell's number, all NBA players will wear a commemorative patch on their right shoulder. Their jerseys in every NBA court will display a clover-shaped logo with the number six on the sideline near the scorer's table. The Celtics, for whom Russell played his entire career and coached, will have a separate and unique recognition for him on their uniforms to be announced soon. Players who currently wear number six will be grandfathered. Matt, what do you think about this decision? Great decision. Again, uh, his historical significance on and off the court uh, will never be forgotten. Um, So it's great. Again, similar to what uh, Major League Baseball has done for Jackie Robinson. 42. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how creative we can be moving forward to continue to honor his legacy. And as Bobby said earlier, it'd be cool if there's a Bill Russell Bay, whether it's Martin Luther King Day or another day on the calendar where everybody wears number six and honors Bill Russell. But to your point, Matt, like, there's nobody more deserving of this honor than than Bill Russell in the history of the NBA. So I'm glad they're doing it. And you saw the list of players. I mean, certainly it starts with LeBron James, and those players are going to be grandfathered in. I'd love to see, like, just let's just give them a different number. Let's just completely knock out the number six as far as from those players out there, from LeBron, the Kristaps Porzingis. I know it would be a big marketing thing as far as, you know, we're a little bit late in the game here, but uh, those players, so when you see LeBron James out there with the number six, they are grandfathered in here. You're just messing up with the, the sponsors and people who make the jerseys. Just, you know what? There's a chance. There's a way to do it. We should get it done. All right, stick it up because look who is here to join us. Oh, it's the Miz. It's the Miz. Oh, you got that. You got it? No, not even close. Not even close, Miz. Uh, oh, that was better. Almost. <laughs> 
Third time. Oh, no. Just stop there now. Yes! Right, right, right. right at the buzzer. Right at the buzzer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. Residing in Hollywood, California, weighing in at 221 pounds, he is the Intercontinental Champion, the This is the time! Because I'm the Miz! And I'm awesome! What an intro, or should I say, that was awesome! The Miz Jones NBA today, welcome! Oh, I feel really, really, really good, don't you? Yeah, I mean, now. Ah! It is a beautiful day in sunny Los Angeles. WrestleMania is yeah. coming. Right. I mean, to SoFi Stadium. Let's go, people. Let's, Let's talk it. basketball. You got to get your energy up. I, I mean, mean, I mean he brought it. I mean, he brought he is. It. He's, he's bringing it. I definitely need to step my game up. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Besides the fact that you're my husband's favorite wrestler. Thank you. We are here today because a year from now, WrestleMania comes here to L.A. What more can you tell us about the greatest spectacle in sports? Oh, expect the unexpected. Expect memories that will last an absolute lifetime like WrestleMania 39 coming to Los Angeles we're taking over the whole city the entire week it's Monday Night Raw then it's Friday Night Smackdown and the Hall of Fame at crypto.com arena but then we're moving to SoFi Stadium baby April 1st and April 2nd tickets are on sale Friday 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com do not do not miss this because it is something that is going to be absolutely awesome one of my favorite things when I went to WrestleMania a couple years ago in New Orleans was just walking around the city, seeing wrestling fans in full costume, just walking around. Is that is that L.A.? That that will Next be April? L.A. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 <laughs> our fans are so dedicated, so loyal. Last year we had over 150,000 people Ooh. attend. Uh, this year we're expecting way more because. It's in my backyard. Mm. Come on, we're going Hollywood, baby. The one thing that used to, uh, my kids are huge wrestling fans, and when I've taken them to a couple of events, what blows me away, obviously the kids are saying all the chants and doing the moves, but you have parents, grandparents, singing like the songs that these guys come out to and know every word to everything. So I just think the energy you guys have around your sport is, is incredible. And, you know, I was a fan growing up in the 80s back in the day with Hulk and Ultimate Warrior and Junkyard Dogs. So just to see the evolution of this sport has been incredible. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like when I look into the audience, I see moms, dads, <laughs> generations. sons and daughters. You see right. so many generations. I mean, you ask anyone, you can ask anyone on the street, who's your favorite W superstar? They'll have a name. And then he asked the next person, and it's like they have a completely different name. It's, that's the best part about it. Our larger-than-life characters, soap opera-like storylines, it's athleticism, it's sports entertainment, it's funny, it's dramatic, it's amazing, it's awesome. You know what? I thought at one point that that catchphrase was going to jump the shark. Nope. It's the way you deliver it, I think. It, it, I can say it like 50 times today, and I'll say it 50 different times, and you'll be like, you know what? It didn't get old. 
awesome. Right? It works. <laughs> you're here works to talk everything. hoops too. And I know you're a diehard Cavs fan since you're a Cleveland guy through and through. LeBron James may be watching this show mm. right now. I think he probably does. Okay. He has yet to sign his extension with the Lakers. Why do you or don't you want LeBron to finish his career in Cleveland? Uh, I can say with all due respect, and from the bottom of my heart, I would love LeBron to come to Cleveland because when Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Browns, or the Cleveland Guardians are a good team, it brings the entire city up. It brings our whole vibe up. Like Los Angeles, it doesn't do that. Like it's, it's, it's Lakers, it's Clippers, it's Dodgers. You have so many teams. Cleveland is such, is such a big but small city that – an impactful player like LeBron James coming to that youth of the Cleveland Cavaliers can take them to the next level. By the way, your son's coming to the NBA, and don't you want him to start where you start and then take him to the promised land? Let's bring Bronny a championship in Cleveland like you did, LeBron. Mm. We want you. We need you. Please, come to Cleveland and just bring us another championship. That would be awesome. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get old. And by the way, wouldn't that be great, though? It would, I mean, but he I, left, I know you, we're in Los he left Angeles. you twice already. I know we're in He's Los in Angeles. He's in L.A. He, and the Cavs have finally created an identity outside of LeBron James. They First were time I was life. aggravated. First time I was aggravated. I Second time I was like, you know what, I get it. Like, I understand. But for him to come back and bring another championship with that crop mm. of talent that the Cavs have, like, we're, I honestly believe we're going to the playoffs. I don't think we have enough yet to win the playoffs, but – I think and then another year, then LeBron says, you know what, let's go back, and then we have enough. So you live here now? I do. So if he went back, would you go back? No. <laughs> he tells the truth. Don't have he the effect of the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Browns or the Guardians. Yeah. You know, when I go back, the you would crowd go back usually for a game. Me. For no, a they game. They booed me. I was just back like a week ago. They booed, and they booed me. booed me out of the building. Like, why would I go back to that? They were <laughs> to cheer and applaud LeBron James. Matt got, got him. Poster of him doing this again. That's true. That's true. I love it. All right. Well, I have a lot of respect for what you do, but sometimes a lot of NBA players apparently think they are WWNBA superstars. Does the NBA have a flopping problem that you enjoy them doing? <laughs> I mean, a flopping problem? I mean, I don't know if you saw, but Dwight Howard came to SummerSlam big, uh, last, last uh, I believe it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And he was cutting promos. He was ready to go. Giannis, I see him doing some WWE moves. Yeah. And then you also see people doing moves on the court, which are big flops. Uh, I am a person that I say, look, if you can't beat the person, flop and take the foul. It works. I mean, I think they can work on some technique. You could probably show them a few things. Here's Dwight. Talk about you gonna come to the WWE and take my belt? The only thing you're gonna win? <laughs> oh, wow. This dude is crazy. Who's the master? Who's the master? He's a character. Uh, to me, if anyone transitions to the WWE, it would be Dwight. I have a quick question, though. We're always debating who's the GOAT in basketball. Who, in your opinion, is the GOAT 
in the WWF, now WWE, just the whole all-time. Right now, oh, all-time. All time. We're talking all-time. the greatest? I mean, if you ask every separate person, you're going to get different. a completely different answer. Uh, but all the names that, they're, they're, these will be the synonymous ones. You'll always hear a Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Rock, Austin, Cena, and I, I dare I say, Roman Reigns right now is mm. on the top of his game. Uh, and then some people will be like, yo, The Miz. On his we'll way. Sprinkle some, his, some, his people, way. some people, some people, some people are people saying, like the bad guy. Yeah. Did I hear? Woo! I mean, Ric Flair, absolutely. There Where you was go. That? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went through like 10 names. I, I mean, I, mean, I, know, I don't just know how long I you got. My we, guy there. We, you bring your rock to me and see yeah. We can go there, too, you know. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, there's yeah. a lot of them. All right, so we know nobody says the word awesome better than you, so we decided we're going to play a little game, okay? okay. Give me an NBA-related storyline. You simply tell me awesome or not awesome. You could say not awesome or not awesome really fast. Got it. All one word if you want. Dwight Howard, sounds like you legitimately wants to be a superstar. Did you think that was awesome or not awesome? Awesome! Anytime a celebrity or an NBA player or even football, basketball, baseball, any type of person comes in and loves what we do, it's always awesome. All right, we got Matt Barnes on here, and he's dressed very nicely today. He's polite. He's a gentleman. But in his day, he was kind of a bad boy. You were. You buy him as a heel? I buy him as a heel. You kidding me? Yes, of course I do. Let's see it. Let's see. Can we recreate this famous moment in NBA history? We have some of those moments. Uh oh. Matt and Kobe. Oh, there it is. Oh. All right, Austin Rivers heel. Austin Rivers heel. Oh, Patrick Beverly heel. What do we think? Heel, I, I love heels. Uh, they're they're my favorite part. Of, I mean, I'm a bad guy, so uh, I always find them to be awesome. What is the what is the key to being the ultimate heel? You got to embrace it. Quick story, if we have time. Yeah. My kids are such wrestling fans. I remember from this ball fake right here. here <laughs> after my kids got a little bit older, they started <laughs> traveling with us, and they always they always said like, Dad, why does the other arena boo you? And they were kind of really concerned. And I flipped it real quick, and I'm just like, you know, every time I play, I'm guarding the best players. So the best players like Hulk Hogan, and I come in as the Undertaker. I'm dressed in all black, and they boo me because I do a good job against the superstar. So I actually used a little wrestling uh, isms to kind. And explained to the twins when they were younger, like, Dad, why are they booing you even when you do good? I was like, because they don't like me because I'm the bad guy. So I had, to, I had to break it down into wrestling terms for the boys. to us, Dad. I appreciate yeah. that. There you go. Hey, this is the last question for you, okay? Right. But I have, to, while I have you here, you look like you did a little impersonation of my friend Brian Windhorse the other day. <laughs> Something's happening in Utah. Can you yeah. do that for? Was that was that really? Was that you? Did you? Did you like his impersonation of you? Did I did you? do that. And by the way, it was a meme that was going viral, and I just had to do it. So it's like, yes. I mean, look. <laughs> That's great. I mean, awesome I mean, or not so awesome? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, anytime something becomes a meme and viral, it has to be awesome. I actually like your version of it better. Brian took notice of the impersonation and says that you guys go way back. He even tweeted a photo of the two of you. I believe we have that. Boy, what? Back in the day, look at us, just two young chaps. That's the IC title that I made relevant and prestigious. <laughs> I, I mean, I, look at look at that pout that Brian's got going too. He's got the look. Right. All right, that's a wrap for Osmer, not awesome. Miz, any parting thoughts before we say goodbye? Ah, uh, just WrestleMania, SoFi Stadium. Get your tickets right now because it is awesome. Say hi to the Mizzes. Thank you. I will definitely. On Peacock. Yeah. All right. On Peacock, season three, Miz and Mrs. on Peacock. Definitely get it. Watch it. Love All right. It. Well, Kendrick Perkins may not be on the show today, but I hear his next segment is even better than the video you're seeing now.
I don't know how it could be, but it is. <laughs> Keep it locked. NBA Today will be right back. You know, I usually say carry on, but this is a cartoon. So cartoony the hell on. My rookie season was one of one. And when I say one of one, some, some of it was good, some of it was bad. I had good bets, great bets, but I also had crazy bets. And one of those bets was Paul Pierce. I remember one day it was cold in Boston, 12 inches of snow outside, and we just finished practicing. And so it was me, Marcus Banks, Brandon Hunter, the three rookies, and we're sitting at our lockers after practice, you know, icing up and things to that nature. And Paul Pierce comes out and he's like, I need to see who's about that life. I need to see who want that bread. So he pulls out his Gucci backpack and throws $1,500 on the ground and say, who want this bread? So it was like, I, should, I looked at him and was like, I want it. What I got to do? I need to see if you really want to be here, if you about that. I need you to go outside right now Whoa. in the snow with your tights on and give me 100 push-ups. So I run outside, not knowing that it was probably the craziest $1,500 I was about to make. But I went, got in the snow, and knocked out 100 push-ups. Walked back into the locker room. He gave me my money, and he was like, that's what I'm talking about. You want to be here. You a real soldier. You about that life. Now I got Paul Pierce approval, and I got my letters. Carry on. Uh Lettuce big perp. Plenty more. That was awesome. Look at look how skinny he is there. It's like rookie perp right there. I want to go there. back to Professor Perk in the the, in the library <laughs> lounge there. That was Yeah. Fun. All right. But plenty more cartoony yawns to come this season on NBA Today. <laughs> look at Perk. Here's ESPN's summer forecast. We'll get to rookie of the year. Paolo Banchero, number one pick. Top selection as rookie of the year. Chet Holmgren, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, and Jabari Smith. Who did you guys vote for? Who do you like? We did the insiders get it right. Uh, Powell, to me, is the clear favorite to win rookie of the year. He was the most NBA-ready player in this class. He's going to have the ball in his hands all the time in Orlando. Thinks he's going to put up big numbers. I don't know if long-term he's necessarily going to be the best player from this class, but I think right away, coming out the gate, I think he's the clear choice. Keegan Murray. And he will lead the Kings to the play-in. Whoa. Not oh, the gosh. playoffs. The play-in. They'll still have a parade in Sacramento. Look at Hot Take. We're going to call you Hot Take Bobby over here. There's <laughs> like two yesterday, hey, two I'm, today. Hey, I'm going to stamp that. I'm a hometown. Keegan Murray, very impressive in summer league, although that doesn't tell you much. But I just think he's got what it takes to really help this Kings team start heading in a new direction. I would have gone with Chet, but I don't know how much he's going to play because I don't know if they're trying to necessarily progress this year. Well, we got one more rookie wins. here. To see on the screen here, got baby. Oh, Jacob. there you go. Okay. And her yeah. mom. That's my uh, that's my Lion King pose. <laughs> Hold him up, Simba. Ramona's second baby show today. Back yesterday and today. Right. So. NBA today, back in 60 seconds. That's when producer Hillary came to visit. This message goes to Don A, Montez, Jeff, and Nigel. Congratulations on finishing your summer as ESPN interns, and I hope you enjoyed your experience with the company. Also, thank you for all of your hard work and dedication in supporting NBA Today and SportsCenter. But please remember, your relationship with ESPN isn't over, it's just beginning. And congratulations, best of luck, and most importantly, thank you. We really enjoyed having you on our team. 
Oh, that is not bad. Look at Vince Carter, the legend. Oh, come on, come on, say good. Come on and say, get your camera cool. time. Lean into it. Come on and say it. Come on, Don A. Tez, Jeff, a Nigel. Thanks for all your hard work this summer. Get a video. Please Thank stay you for in Vince touch. Carter. Look at that. Look. Say hi. Say hi to your mom. Say hi. Hi, Congrats, congrats. You can get a video. Thank you for Vince Carter. You get to hang with us for 30 yeah. seconds. I think the Vince part is cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. Vince and Carter said Vince your name. Cool. Wow. And when they say stay in touch. They, they've been probably telling people they do this and no one's believing them. Now you get your <laughs> yes. Congratulations. New IG profile picture. <laughs> congrats, guys. Congratulations. Congratulations.